Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. The Small Biz Social Society is a monthly membership that I created for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to amp up the social media and online marketing for their businesses. The membership includes a monthly live training with yours truly, a monthly guest expert appearance by online marketing and business professionals from across the globe, member spotlights, digital content, online courses, and a super supportive private Facebook community. You get all of this for $28 per month. That is a hell of a deal if I do say so myself. <laughs> if you're ready to increase social media visibility, engagement, and community, learn how to build and maintain a solid personal brand online, and get ongoing support from the best in the business, as well as a badass community of entrepreneurs, this is the membership for you. No commitment required. Head to smallbizsocialsociety.com to enroll today. And for a limited time, use code SBSS podcast to get $10 off your first month. That's smallbizsocialsociety.com and use code SBSS podcast to get $10 off your first month. I can't wait to see you in the social society. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Crossan. It's episode 55, y'all. Holy crap. Like next week is the one year anniversary or, or birthday. Is it anniversary or birthday? I don't know, whatever. Anyway, next year is the one year mark for Social Sunshine Podcast. It's been here for a year. How cool is that? I'm so excited to celebrate the, the one year anniversary slash birthday. I um, kind of can't believe it's only been a year because honestly, a year ago feels like 10 fucking years ago, right? <laughs> like It feels like it's been a while. And that's pretty much because most of that year was within 2020. And you know, 2020 has just been so 2020. Anyway, so it's it's crazy. It feels like a year ago is forever ago, honestly. And the show has really evolved and grown and and really done cool things, you guys. So we're going to celebrate that next week. Going to go over. Um, sorry, that was my alarm on my phone. That was wonderful. Right during my recording. Um, anyway, we're gonna, we're going to celebrate all that next week. So stay tuned for that in episode 56. But today is episode 50. And in today's episode, I have a really good guest coming up in just a little bit, Lacey Boggs, and she is a content marketing strategist. Um, so essentially she just helps people, you know, put together some sort of strategy for their business, for their online content of how it needs to look and what you should do and all that jazz. And her big thing is not following the leader. It's, you know, 
doing your own thing, doing what works for you. Don't always do what other people do or what other people say to do and all that stuff. And y'all know I love that. I mean, come on. (laughs) That is right up my alley. So that's why I wanted her on the show. So we have a really good chat about that. And she has some really, really good ideas for you. So definitely stay tuned and listen to that interview with Lacey in just a few minutes. But speaking on that topic really quick before we jump into the the interview um, on being on well, I say being yourself, but also just not following along with what everybody else does. You know, I know that a lot of you guys that are, you know, here in in this audience, people that are in my social media audience and people that are in my um, membership, you know, you're always looking for um, ideas on creating content and being unique and standing out and all those things, which is, you know, kind of like what what Lacey and I are going to talk about in a minute. So it, it really all kind of you know, gels together really well. And I just, I just wanted to just kind of speak on that for a second. If you're looking for a way to stand out, but you're just kind of lost, um, here's the deal. When it comes to social media marketing, you, well, it can be tricky. I understand. And it can be scary, right? If you haven't ever done anything where you want to, where you're going to do something unique or new or special or stand out, right? I know it can be a little nerve wracking. Um, especially if you're not used to, you know, getting, putting yourself out there, but something you want to keep in mind is that you want to make sure that even though you do want to stand out, if that's, if you want to, which you should, like you should be you, everybody's, everybody's a special snowflake, right? Um, (laughs) You definitely should, but something you need to, to consider um, whenever you are, you know, brainstorming on content ideas for you, for your brand, for your business that, that are maybe unique or just, you know, special or something that you really cool you want to do, continue to have clarity, right? So what I mean by that is, and a lot of you guys are, have a similar situation to me. You are building a personal brand on social media where you are the face of your brand, right? It's not it's not a storefront. It's not an agency with a bunch of people. Like usually a lot of you guys, you are the face of your brand, just like I am. And, and you have to remember that you have to keep that clarity. So what I mean by that is you really need to keep all of your, 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 your goals, your story, your fab four, all the things, all of the, the foundation of your brand in mind all the time. When you're creating content now over time it becomes natural and it's like you don't even have to really think that hard about it anymore because you just know right but if you haven't gotten into a good groove or you're just starting or you're just kind of doing like a restart or something always always be very clear on what your brand is and what the whole point of the whole thing is really right so think about your fab four if you don't know what the fab four are um you could golly, well, you could go all the way back to probably like episode two or something of this of this podcast and listen to it. <laughs> um, although those early episodes might be a little rough sounding. Um, or you could actually just join my email list and get my guide how to create your personal brand. It's a free guide, <clears throat> excuse me, and that way it's it's like five or six pages. It's it's not very long, and it just really kind of um, lays it out for you, like choosing your fab four and really building up that personal brand um, online. And you can uh, the, we'll put the we'll put the um, link in the show notes, but it's um, I believe the link is brittanycrossin.com slash join dash email. Okay. Um, anyway, 
that's how you get that guide. And that's going to talk to you about the fab four and all that, but you want to make sure you know your fab four or three. It's really, really clear, right? Know your why, why the heck are you doing what you're doing? You know, what's the, what's the, the reasoning, the inspiration, the motivation, the messaging, all of that behind your business, behind your brand, behind whatever the heck you've got going on and your story. Like always keep that in mind. Always remember, how did you get here? What, you know, how did it all start? What was your journey? You know, and, and also then finally, what are your goals? What are your short-term business goals and what are your long-term business goals? And you have to always have those things in mind and have that clarity within yourself within your own mind and heart. <laughs> and then you're going to, when you always have those things in mind, you're always considering them. You're going to very, you're going to be able to much easier portray that to your social media audience when you are sharing content, when you're creating it and when you're sharing it. Right. So if those things are blurry, um, my husband used to call it, he said, yeah, it's having fuzzy targets, right? So if all of that is blurry or fuzzy, then it's, it's, you're really probably not going to get the results on social media that you're hoping for, even if you start creating super unique and fun and awesome and wonderful and beautiful content that you've always dreamt of making. Even if you start doing that, if all that other stuff is not solid, it's really, really not much as going to happen, right? Like what's going to happen if you don't know what your goals are, if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish, if you don't, you know, have a good motivation, inspiration behind your messaging, your products and all that. It's like, what, you know, what, what's even going to happen? Like you're going to have some cute content and that's about it. <laughs> so, um, I just, I just want to make sure and make that clarification because so many people, you know, want to have this content on social media that stands out. And I, and I have content on social media that stands out. And I think that's why a lot of people ask about that from, from me is because, you know, I mean, if you follow me on, on Instagram or on uh, anywhere, Facebook, um, TikTok, wherever you, you know, obviously I create content that does stand out. I mean, I'm, I'm dancing on the floor. I'm dancing on a treadmill on a Peloton bike. I'm um, doing comedy skits. I'm just using those performing skills that I have, uh, as an actor into the, into the content and that's all fine and dandy and everything, but none of that would do my business any good if I didn't have clarity on everything else. All those things I just mentioned. You see, so it's not just about creating something that's beautiful and cute and wonderful and fun and funny and entertaining and super smart and super insightful and all these wonderful things that content should be. They sh it should be that, but you have to have clarity on everything else first. If you haven't sat down with that, how to create your, your personal brand guide of mine and really broken it down and, and, and and jotted down your fab four or three, um, your, your story, your why, all your things. You, if you haven't really structured that in your mind, then well, fucking do it. <laughs> that's pretty much, um, it's pretty much all there is to that. Um, and then when you marry those two things together, the clarity within yourself, your own mind and creating content that is super authentic to you and your brand. And it's not just what everybody else does. And, and, you know, it might stand out more and be more unique or just a little bit extra fun or a little extra entertaining or a little extra moving and inspiring. If you want to marry that with all that clarity you have of your own brand and your own business, what's going to happen is you're going to share all that awesome content and it's going to come across to your audience as being a lot more clear. And people are going to understand more and more what the hell you're about 
you know, what your brand is all about, what your business is about, what you stand for, how you help people and what you're trying to do to make a good impact out there on social media. And it's all going to mesh together and be a beautiful, like, um, social media content stew. I don't know. Y'all know what I mean. All right. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that gives you something to think about. And it's very, very important. Um, and I hope you will prioritize that. So definitely check the show notes, or you can just go to brittanycrossin.com and in the menu, click on join email and get that guide for sure. Okay, you guys, um, that's it for that. And uh, before we hop on over to the interview, I want to make sure that you know about Small Biz Social Society. You probably heard um, the ad at the beginning of this show. It is my monthly membership, and I want to explain to you a few, ex- or not explain, but tell, give you a few examples of some trainings and some things that have happened in the membership so you can truly understand what the members are already learning and what they have access to um, so you can see if it's a fit for you. Because um, um, this membership is full, full of goodies. <laughs> I just fill it with all sorts of great social media marketing information and the members then just take what they want. Right. So it's not like, um, it's not like, <coughs> excuse me. It's not like a scheduled class. It's not like you have to keep up. It's not a certain, it's, it's not anything. It's not cumbersome. It's not difficult. It's not complicated. You just pay 28 bucks a month and you're a member and there's no commitment and you just go and grab whatever information you need. Like you might go, oh, look, I would like to learn about Instagram Reels. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go and watch this little tutorial. Or I would like to see this training um, about, you know, the top five types of posts that get really good engagement. Okay, I'll watch that training. Like, you know, you can just choose what you want. So in October, we had... Um, we had Insta October. Y'all know I like saying Insta October. It's so sad that it's over. Um, <laughs> and it, it went really, really well. It, I, I jam packed that month more than any other month because I just really felt strongly about getting all of that Instagram stuff out together, especially with the release of Instagram Reels. It was just the perfect timing to get all of those tutorials and trainings on Instagram for Business out there to the members. And so, I mean, there's tutorials in there uh, and they stay in there forever. So, um, there's tutorials about Instagram reels, about IGTV, about going live on Instagram, about Instagram stories, stories, highlights. I mean, there's, there's a training about Instagram for business, about all the essentials that you need to know. I mean, just a ton of stuff and all this stuff, you guys, if you were paying individually for it would cost a shitload more than $28. So I highly, highly recommend that if you're looking for that, just like, like just that ongoing support but you're not trying to, you know, break the bank and you're a do it yourself or you want to, you want to do it yourself, or maybe you have a staff member that's doing it for you that they could be learning these skills. Then small biz social society is most definitely the best place for you to be. And, uh, we're a cool, we're a cool ass gang of entrepreneurs. If I do say so myself, I would love to have you in there. Um, especially now, you know, we're getting into the holiday season the end of the year, um, really wanting to amp things up and really stand out on social media, get some good ideas, get some good trainings in there. And, um, of course, kick off 2021 with a bang. All right. All right, you guys. Um, I would love to see you there. If you want to go to smallbizsocialsociety.com, but definitely check the beginning of the episode because there's a coupon code, uh, at the beginning, go all the way back to minute zero. Listen to that. Get you a coupon code so you can join Small Business Social Society. That's enough of this chat from me today. Oh, wait a minute. I want to go ahead and recognize that I'm recording this on Monday, November 2nd, and tomorrow is the third, is election day. So this is coming out, well, 
well after election day. So what, Monday, November 9th. So as of right now, I don't know who won the election. Um, uh, and that's it. <laughs> that's the most you're probably ever going to hear me talk about that shit on this show. Okay. Um, I don't know who won, but whoever won, congratulations. Good for you, sir. All right. Let's all get live a good life. <laughs> Move on. Okay, you guys, coming up next is my interview with Lacey Boggs. Today's guest is a content marketing strategist who is anti-mediocre marketing. Yay, y'all know I love that. She's the director of the Content Direction Agency and is going to talk to us about not following the leader when it comes to content. Some fun facts about her. She also writes novels and is a classically trained singer. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Lacey Boggs. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, the first thing we're going to have to talk about real quick is the singer thing. Um, <laughs> I, now, let me just go ahead and say, I am not a, I'm not a classically trained singer, but I've had my years in the musical theater, so I have a deep appreciation for this. Broadway, um, babe. <laughs> you have to t- yes. You have to tell me about, real quick, the singing and all that jazz. Like, have you been doing it your whole life or what? I mean, pretty much. I, I sang in church choir, and then I did voice lessons in choir all through from like junior high through college. And, um, and then I stopped for quite a long time, just singing in church choir. And then um, just a couple of years ago, I joined a community choir here in Colorado and it's so much fun. Like I forgot how much fun it was to sing with a group. Right. Um, of course this was pre COVID. <laughs> yes, of course. But I, I, I just love it so much. So yeah, I was trained like operatically trained in high school and stuff. And then in college I sang jazz a lot and now I sing choral music in a community choir because it's fun. <laughs> that is amazing. I love to sing. It feels so good. Like even, even those of you out there that can't carry a note, just sing sometimes, <laughs> just right? Sing just sing your heart out. Just do it. Like it just feels so, so good. I love that about you. And so am I mistaken? Were you, um, were you scheduled to sing at Carnegie Hall this year? I, I think I read that March 31st of 2020. I was supposed oh. to sing at Carnegie hall with our choir and that didn't happen. <laughs> damn, damn you. Coronavirus. Damn you coronavirus. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it will, the opportunity will arise again. It will. I, I feel so. it. I hope um, so. Okay. Okay. So let's shift. <laughs> I had to get, <laughs> I had, I was very excited about that part uh, selfishly. So I would love for you to just explain to listeners uh, what you do in your own words so they can understand. Sure. So um, I call myself a content marketing strategist. And so content marketing is it's like what you do, but it's like any piece of content that you're creating for your customers. So it might be um, our, our niche is more like longer form con- content, like blog posts and emails, and maybe even podcast show notes. Um, but social media is also content marketing, of course. And a content market strategist creates the kind of big picture, why are we saying these things at this time sort of plan? Because um, I started out just as a what I call the ghost blogger. I was just freelancing, blogging for other people's businesses. And my clients kept asking me, well, what do you think of this? Should I write this? Should I do that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> I took a whole bunch of courses. I spent like thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours training myself in marketing and realized that like you can write the best blog post ever written 
But if you don't have a strategy behind it, nobody's going to read it. And if you don't have a strategy around what you're posting and when, it's not actually going to move your business forward, right? We're just, at that point, we're just contributing to the noise. So I became very uh, adamant about like, you have to have a plan, you have to have a strategy. So nowadays I'm the big picture thinker and I have a team of writers and other contractors that work with me to get it done. So right. plan it and get it done for you. Okay, cool. All right. So do you work with, are your clients, do they tend to be in a specific industry or is there a a, a variety of people and businesses? We are industry agnostic. Uh, We will take anybody. (laughs) Um, But what they do tend to have in common is that they're usually um, a personality driven brand. So one of the things that attracts them to us is that we specialize in writing in your voice, right? And so a lot of times that means it's a coach or a course creator, or an author maybe, or even we've worked with um, product-based brands that have a really strong voice. So um, they're looking for a a content writer who can mimic that voice. So it sounds like the brand, right? if it's not the CEO writing it anymore. Right. Yeah. Or like me, I would be a good, um, I would be a good candidate for you. Yes. Um, (laughs) um, Okay, cool. I, I love that. And so I want to dive right into the main topic that really attracted me to you and made made me want to have you on the show, which is about not following the leader when it comes to content. And, And I'm sure you agree that this kind of thing is confusing for a lot of business owners out there, because I know a lot of my audience is, um, they are mostly really small business owners. So maybe it's just them, just a solopreneur, or maybe they have like a really small team and they're really having to wear a lot of hats and figure Mm -hmm. it out themselves. And like you, you know, you, you figured it out yourself, but they haven't done what you did. They haven't gone through the courses and the learning and all that. And they're just like, ah, you know, it's right. And then on one hand, you, you want to look at what some other people are doing and learn something, but you're right. Like you don't want to copy exactly what others are doing and be like the crowd and be mediocre. So can't, I mean, I feel like it can be very confusing. That's why I was so excited for you to talk about this today. So, so go for it. Tell us like, what's the deal with that? How do you, how do you even get started if you're trying to figure it out yourself and you, you aren't quite at the level of hiring you yet, Mm -hmm. what should they be doing to stand out? And how do you know if you're doing it right? (laughs) Right. It's so hard because you likely didn't get into this to be a marketer, right? You got into it to do whatever your thing is, but then you have to market yourself. Um, so what I call leadership marketing is where you you figure this out for yourself, right? So you're not gonna follow the leader, you're gonna be the leader. And it has three parts in my mind. So it ha- the first part is your brand voice. So that's like how you like to relate, what you like to, what kind of content you like to put out. Um, you know, are you really corporate or are you really friendly or you know, where, where do you fall on that spectrum? The second part is your unique customer, right? So if, even if I'm like, I don't know, super corporate, if my customer doesn't resonate with that, it's not going to work out, right? We have to find where do those two things meet. (laughs) And the third one is what's, what's the data say? What's happening in your industry? What is, what's working, what's not working and so on. And so when we combine those three pieces, I, I always draw it like a Venn diagram, right? So where those three circles overlap, that's your leadership marketing, right? So what, where your, your voice, your ideal customer, and the tactics you want to use overlap, that's where your secret special sauce is. Now, the tactics, right, 
we can pick and choose. I always think of it like a puzzle, right? We've got all these puzzle pieces, but we don't have to do exactly what each person is doing. We can pick and choose which puzzle pieces for our business. So if you hate doing live video, there's no reason to do that, right? Because your customers are going to realize like, oh, she's not comfortable there. Let's not do that. <laughs> right. So maybe we could find a different puzzle piece to put into your marketing plan that doesn't require you to do live video. You know what I'm saying? So right. you don't have to necessarily just say, oh, well, everybody in my niche is doing Facebook Live, so I better get out there and do Facebook Lives too. No, actually, if you zag where everybody else is zigging, you're going to stand out. So we can find a different thing that fits your personality and your customers better. So when you take those three things into consideration, you'll have a much better chance of, instead of just like saying, okay, well, this is what everybody's doing. I have to follow the leader. No, I can craft my own plan that's based on those three elements. Right. Okay, cool. I was taking notes. Yeah. So make sure if, and if anybody else is too. So brand, you said brand voice. Mm-hmm the, your ideal customer is the second mm -hmm. and then the, the tactics or what they respond to. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah. Making sure what's happening, sure. you know, in your niche. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay, cool. So how do you, Hmm. Let me think of how to put this. I'm, I'm thinking like what I feel like somebody out there would be thinking. So like, what if, what if they want to follow some sort of trends and by trend, I don't necessarily mean like the way something looks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, whatever is good right now. Like right now I've been telling everybody about Instagram reels like crazy. Sure. Um, that's in my audience or in my membership because I want them to understand like why you would want to use it. So like, so what if somebody wants to follow some sort of trend, but they still want to stand out? I mean, do you feel like that's safe to kind of have a compromise there? Yes. A hundred percent. The other place where I see this, so you're right about like trends because reels are hot right now, right? We want to take, yeah. everybody wants to take advantage of that. Um, the other place I see this is where somebody wants to join a course or buy a thing that says, here's how to do it. And they're like, yes, this is it. This is it, right? This is going to show me how to do it. My only caveat for both of those things, they're fine. Like those courses are popular for a reason. Reels, popular, hot right now for a reason, right? Right. Um, but don't just take it at face value. So go ahead and plug it into that system I just said, like, can you do this in your voice? Can you do this in a way that your customers will resonate with? And if, if yes, because the third thing is the tactic, right? Then you're golden. Like, go ahead and do it. You know, if you right. buy somebody's course that's about like webinar funnels and you feel like, yes, that's in my brand voice. Yes, my customers will resonate with it. Amazing. Go do that thing. <laughs> but if you get into a course like that and you're like, wow, a 90 minute webinar is not going to work for my ideal clients because they're time-starved moms or something like that, Right. then you need to adjust, right? You can't just follow that pattern or that, that blueprint that somebody sold you blindly. <laughs> you have to make sure it fits into those, those three categories we, we were talking about. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's, um, but like I was saying earlier, it's hard to do. And it's a, really hard to do. Yeah. 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 And, um, do you, do you like, what about, maybe common mistakes or things that you've seen in the past. Could you point out any examples to that way? Somebody go, Oh crap. Yep. I did that. That's what, <laughs> that's why that didn't work out or something that people yeah. red flags and mistakes that you see. Yeah, totally. So one of the biggest ones I see is that this is especially for blogging, but I think it applies a little bit to social media as well. Yeah. Um, you start putting out content that you know, your customer wants. 
um, but you haven't thought about how it's going to lead them to a sale, right? So there's two big whys. You have to think about two whys when you're creating content. One of the whys is why are people going to pay attention to this? Why do they care, right? Right. But the other one is why am I doing this for my business? So like, let's take Instagram reels as an example. Um, somebody might love them. They're super fun. They're getting high engagement. Yay. All that's good stuff. But if it's not actually leading to, let's say more email signups or more sales of whatever it is they're selling, then there's some disconnect. Right. Right. And, and things like Instagram reels are a little harder to track because there's not like a buy button, right? You can't just say like, Oh, buy my thing. Right. Um, but if you don't feel like, oh, everybody's engaging with this, but they're not actually buying my thing, <laughs> then you've created something for them, but you forgot somewhere how to move them towards a sale. So we have to consider both of those whys when we're creating a content strategy, because otherwise, why are we doing it, right? <laughs> right. All that time and energy that we're expending creating content is I don't want to say wasted because I don't feel like it's ever wasted, right. but it's not directly, it's not being honed. It's not directly contributing to the growth of the business. Um, right. I did this myself for a while and it was so hard to like swallow. Um, but I, I decided one year that I really wanted to grow my email list. And so every single blog post I wrote, I put a, a lead magnet on it, like a content upgrade. Right. Um, I think I did almost 50 that year. So there were 50 different things people could download from different blog posts and it worked like gangbusters. That's a, that's a lot. Dang it's girl. a lot, right? But it worked great. I tripled my list in under six months. It, it worked. It did exactly what it was supposed to do, except that at the end of that, I was like, okay, I want to sell strategy now. Like come work with me one-on-one. -on -one. And the audience that I had attracted were DIYers because they wanted worksheet. They were looking for free worksheets, right? So they wanted to do it themselves. They didn't want to hire me to do it for them. So I have been creating content that they were eating up, <laughs> but it wasn't actually leading to more sales in my business. You see? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's so common. That's gotta be super, it's super common. common. Um, yeah. I mean, I've even been through that before. So what do you, what do you think? Like, what does somebody do? I, I mean, if they are sharing something that they are, for the most part, feeling good about it, whatever it is, whether it's one of these real things or it's just certain types of photography or, or certain types of words, how can they kind of start to merge the two together so you can start converting? That's also yeah. very tricky. It's very tricky. So the first thing is to make sure you're sharing the right kind of content. So for me, I was sharing how-to content, but the people I wanted to attract don't care, right? Like the people who want it done for you don't care how to do it. They don't want to see how the sausage is made. <laughs> Right. I just want to buy the sausage. Right. So I had to switch to why to content. I had to switch to more yeah. like elevated, thinky content that's talking about why would you hire a strategist? Why do you need an editorial calendar? Why is this so important? As opposed to here's how you build an editorial calendar, right? Right. So um, that's one thing that can really help. The other is to make sure that your calls to action are really clear. Um, and that, that goes for social media or blog posts or anything, but you have to make sure, am I asking them to take a step? Am I asking them to say yes to something? Whether that like on social media, it might be click through to read the blog post, or it might be click here to get on my list, or even leave me a comment if you're trying to drive engagement, right? But we want to make sure that we're asking them for something, to do something. And then you have to think about that as like a string of yeses, right? So we start with little baby yeses, like 
like this post if you agree. <laughs> and then the biggest yes is saying yes to working with you or buying your product. So there's a string of little yeses in between. And that's what content does. It helps move them along, making these ever so slightly larger yeses every time until when it's time to give you money, they're like, yeah, take my money, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Ready. (laughs) So you have to make sure, you know, am I providing the right kinds of content that's going to get them to make those additional yeses? Right. Say yes to me in different ways. Right. Okay. Do you, do you believe in like, um, I believe in whatever you want to call it. Do you, do you practice like a traditional, um, structure to like, to your strategy? Like, you know, like you were saying, like you might want first to offer some sort of freebie so that then they would join your email list. So that then they're going to, you know, this trail, the funnel, whatever you want, yeah. whatever everybody wants to call it is fine. Do you do, do you focus on that sort of thing? Do you think it varies a whole lot from person to person? Like one person may, you know, one type of business, it might be totally different how you should line it up really, you know? I mean, your business model will dictate that a little bit, but generally like I think of it more, so you can call it customer journey, you can call it a funnel, but I kind of think of it like if you can imagine a target, like concentric circles, right? The biggest circles are people who've never heard of you, don't know who you are. You're just, they might see you on a billboard type thing, right? Right. Those are, that's where you're in social media, where you're hoping to go viral, where you're hoping people will share you so that you can get in front of new eyeballs, right? Right. Then the next one in is where people are following you, probably still social media. Um, they're, They're seeing your content. They're liking it regularly. The next one in is email because that's a little more intimate, right? Okay, I'm gonna give you my email address so you can continue to market to me. And then finally on the inside of your, your inner circle is your customers and your fans. So the idea is to move people inward always, right? So right. The, the message I'm giving in the very outer circle to my like broadcasting, hope it goes viral, hope people share it is very different from the one in the middle, right? So right. I, I need to adjust what I'm saying and who I'm talking to based on where they are in the journey. Um, So in general, that's true of every business, I would say, Um, no matter what you're selling or what your business model is. Now, the actual calls to action, the actual things you're asking them to do might be different because you might be saying, get on a call with me from your outer circle, or you might not ever say that until you're in email and you might, or you might be saying like, hit the buy now button for my $4 widget because there's much less friction if it's a very cheap thing, right? Right. Whereas I might need somebody to get on a sales call with me because, you know, our packages can be (laughs) $10,000. So, you know, that requires a conversation. I can't just be like, oh, buy my thing on an Instagram (laughs) post. At least I've never made that work. Look here, it's only $10,000 right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So you see like what we ask them at each stage might be slightly different, but generally speaking, we're going from okay, you've never heard of me (laughs) and then trying to move them into those inner circles. Right. Okay, cool. So what, um, what do you think about just your thoughts on, on standing out and doing things that are not necessarily like the crowd, like thinking about, I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to think about like, I know a lot, I know a lot of people listen to the show too, pretty well. And I think that like they would want to Oh goodness. I'm shaking my microphone. They would want to stand out obviously like what you're saying, but I think it can be, it can be scary, right? Like you feel like you should follow the leader. You feel like 
that's safe, especially if somebody's telling you, look at how I do it, do it like me. Right? <laughs> I mean, how, I don't know, talk about that, like having that courage and figuring out what's good for you and what feels right. And then of course ends up making you money eventually. <laughs> well, I mean, the first thing I will say is if you're trying to fit your round peg into a square hole, like if you're trying to fit into something that's not really you because some, it worked for somebody else, your audience will be able to tell. Like yeah. if you're not comfortable with it, your audience will be able to tell. And that's not to say we shouldn't push ourselves um, to try something new, to sure. do video, to do podcasts, whatever it is, right? We should push ourselves. But like, if you just hate writing blog posts, <laughs> your blog posts are not going to convert because it will come through. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, you know, there is, a, there is a certain element of we have to find, now, like if you think about like a Coca-Cola, the CEO of Coca-Cola doesn't have to like writing blog posts because they've got a huge team of people that do it for them, right? Right. So as you grow, you might add additional channels or different marketing tactics because you don't have to love it at that point. But when right. you're small, when you're a solopreneur, find the thing that you do enjoy at least at some level because that's going to make you much more likely to be consistent with it and actually do it. But then, you know, in terms of like, I'm afraid to stand out or I'm afraid to do something different. I think the biggest successes I've seen with clients in my business is when they've been able to take a left turn when everybody else was doing a right turn. You know what I'm saying? Um, when they decided right. to do something big and different or even small and different, <laughs> um, yep. it actually really, that's where we see the biggest successes. Now, right. there's always a chance you're going to fall on your face, but that's true of anything in entrepreneurship, right? We have to be willing to try things and fail or we wouldn't be here, but I also like, have you ever read the book, um, The Blue Ocean Strategy? No, I haven't. Okay, it's great. But like to boil it down, it's a good book. Everybody should read it. But to boil it down, they have this chart. If you can imagine um, two axes going across and on the top, you put your competitors and on the bottom, you put you and you list across the, the chart, like what you're doing. So tactics. So it might be webinars, long form blog posts, Instagram reels, um, whatever it is, whatever and then you kind of plot out, like, am I doing a lot of that? Is my competitor doing a lot of that? And the places where you're the most divergent, the most different, that's where there's a huge opportunity, right? So if I can say all of my competitors are tweeting, they're all super active on Twitter. I don't like Twitter. So I'm going to write long form content instead, right? So I'm, I'm doing the opposite or I'm doing something very different. That's an opportunity for me because there's always going to be people in that audience who are like, I don't like Twitter either, or I really want some more in-depth content, right? Right. Or you could say the other way around, like everybody in my niche is blogging. So I'm going to just do these quick little soundbite right. tweets. Right. But that's a good way to kind of see where it might be valuable to try to do something different and where you, your own strengths and what you're already doing might actually really be value. You can play into it, lean into it more. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. I like that. The thought of going to your own strengths as well. Cause I, and I've heard that from actually a couple of business buddies of mine that have been here on the podcast as well. Talk about that kind of like the path of least resistance type of thing, just in a, in a sense of like what you're saying is using your strengths and don't, if you're trying to create online content that it makes you miserable to do it, then you're right. You're 
not, you're probably not going to keep doing it. Right. And if you do and you're miserable all the time, that really sucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, so. that's not why we started businesses. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm a good example. I'm going to give you myself as an example and I'm going to yeah. ask you a question about me, if you don't mind specifically, because, no, because um, I'm a very good example in this particular situation. So, um, so I, I've been doing what I do for a long time, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> long story short, but in 2020, um, uh, I really started to change things out of it. This whole COVID thing, as far as like, um, a need for something, uh, uh, more joyous. And like you're saying, like, you know, doing more things that make you happy when it comes to your, your online business and your content. And, um, I started going back to my roots of performing a lot more and just doing it on social media, blah, blah, blah. Right. And mm -hmm. honestly, at first it was for, to just to try to like help people smile. Cause like, you know, we all know yeah. in the yeah. spring stuff was really deep and heavy. Like people were not yeah. all doing so well with this whole COVID thing. And I think we've adjusted well now, but so I was just trying to spread some smiles and that turned into one thing leads to another. And that turns into this big blow up of my social media this year. And it's good, but I found just like what, what you were saying earlier, I'm attracting tons of people, which is neat, but they're all sorts of people. <laughs> And they're, right. you know, so like you're saying, like you might, so you might go out there and create some sort of content like anybody out there that, that attracts people to you, which is really, really great, especially when it comes to personal branding, which is something I talk about a lot. You want to draw people into you, but then mm -hmm. it's like, you have these people and you're like, now what are we going to do together? <laughs> you know, and which I, I mean, I personally know because it's what I do for a living. So I, I mean, I know what I, I've got my strategy started to work out, but I would love to hear your tips on something like that. Like, like say we, even if it was just an example of somebody going viral online or something, you know, where somebody ends up in a situation where they have access to an audience, mm -hmm. how do they, I mean, do you have any thoughts or suggestions on how to start handling that. You start trying to like learn about them maybe, and then go from there. Yeah. So that's such <laughs> sorry. I just said question. like a million questions in one. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, because I think there's two parts to it here. So the first part was that you just did an experiment and it worked. Like it, it really took off, but you, you didn't do the experiment with the intention of like, this is going to grow my business. You right. were just playing around. Right. Right. Um, and that's valid. First of all, let's just say that out loud. Like it's totally, we all, I think a lot of us get in this trap of like, it's business. I have to be serious. It's business, right. Right. But if you can play around and do something fun and whatever that might look like, um, do it. Yep. And then we can come up with a strategy around it after. Yeah. But the other half of that is like, if you start with a strategy, if you start with an idea, like I'm going to do these funny things, or I'm going to perform on my social media with the idea of attracting this audience, right? then it becomes a little different. So you can even pivot right now, right? So you, I'm sure you already know this, but like you can take what you're doing and pivot slightly to make sure you're attracting you may have 10,000 people following you and only a thousand are actually your ideal customers, but that's okay if a thousand of them buy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we can start um, using that content or using the idea behind it to create strategy. Um, a really great example of this is my friend, Rachel K. Albers. I, I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, she goes by RKA. Yeah. I just, I, I do know her casually online and we just exchanged messages the other day. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the, rainbow, the rainbow jacket. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> so she's hilarious. Um, everybody should go Google her, but she does these, um, I don't even know what to call them, like sketch comedy basically yeah. about the marketing world. Right. And when she got started, she didn't really, she was just sort of doing it because she liked to perform and, and, and whatever. And, um, then it, it has expanded and become part of her brand. Right. Yeah. So now the idea is that when she attracts people with these hilarious videos, they understand that she's a brand strategist and they can come work with her on their brand. But right. originally it was just like, she was just playing around with a green screen and some wigs, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I, I, I understand. Yeah. So, you know, you can kind of evolve. Um, I think playing around is awesome and you can involve, evolve it to become part of your strategy. Once you see what's taking off, like right now for me, I've noticed that I share memes every Friday, like funny stuff. Those posts always do better, always a thousand times do better than anything else that I post. So I've actually started creating my own memes and adjusting ones that are out there to be about our service. So like, um, I have one that's doing really well right now. And it was originally about writing books, I think, but it was like, it's a picture of this huge dragon, like crazy fire breathing dragon in the first picture. And it says my story in my brain. And then down below is like the little T-Rex from when your Google is offline. It's like my story when I write it down. So I changed it to blog post. And then the only caption is we can help. Right. <laughs> and it's doing magnificently well. People love it. So like, I realized just by sharing dumb memes that yep. people really liked that. And now I'm trying to see, okay, can I be a little more strategic about how I'm sharing these dumb memes that people right. like? Okay. So yeah, you, you get it. You're going through similar stuff. Well, I think it's common, right? I mean, it really, <laughs> and, and I think that it's, um, like you were saying, it's cool to play around. Like, obviously we do need to end up with a strategy. That's a good idea, but right. yeah, I mean, especially for maybe a beginner or somebody who's been nervous about, creating and sharing some sort of kind of content and they're really putting themselves out there. And I'm always trying to encourage people like, you know, do you be you. And, and that really, that really, you know, works well with your message too. Cause it's, I mean, I'm, I'm usually talking to somebody about branding themselves as an individual and being authentic, but it really goes along with what you're saying. Right. Perfectly. Yeah, 100%. Cause if, if you're, I mean, if you're, if your brand, for example, is you, um, and you are the face of it and you, you do want to be authentic. And then if you're doing things and copycatting exactly the way other people, then uh, womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> right. And also like at some point you're going to run out of inspiration because yes. <laughs> at some point you would have, will have copied everything that person has done. And then if you try to copy somebody else, it won't sound the same. You see what I'm saying? Like you've painted yourself into a corner at that point. So it's much better to just be yourself and be your own weird, like embrace your weirdness, embrace your whatever, <laughs> whatever makes you, you, your, your, your Broadway uh, background, your whatever, your potty mouth, your, your woo woo side, oh, whatever chat. it is, embrace it. So you are talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, check, check, check. Um, <laughs> No, I love it so much. Okay. So before, before we wrap up, I want to make sure and give you a chance to give like any final thoughts or tips to anybody out there who's really kind of struggling on this whole content strategy situation. Maybe they don't know where to start or maybe they need to restart. Maybe they've just been like, "Ugh, that sucks. Let me restart. Like what, what should, what do they need to do? What are your final words of wisdom? 
Yeah. Well, A, you can always restart. Like that's the beauty of the internet is yes. that you can do something different anytime you Round want. Round of applause. <laughs> Agree. It, it's not written in stone. Um, I would say absolutely start with those two whys, right? So figure out what kind of, why am I creating this content for my audience? Like why do they care? And also, why am I creating it for my business? Um, those are those are the two biggies, right? And if you get those two down and you understand like, okay, they want this and it's going to lead to this, you've got the basics of a funnel. And I'm putting air quotes around that because it doesn't have to be super complicated, right? It's just like we're moving people towards a sale. Um, and then after that, kind of think about those circles. Like who, how are you reaching people who haven't heard of you before? Um, that's something that I think people miss. They, they have the, they have the field of dreams problem. They think if I build it, they will come. <laughs> and that's not really true anymore, unfortunately. So like you have to do some kind of promotion outside of your existing circles to try to get new people that could be advertising, but it could also be like getting somebody else to share it, like a friend, a colleague to share what you've posted. Um, it could be posting in groups. It could be using hashtags as a strategy. It could be lots of different things to get new eyeballs on your content, right? So that's our biggest circle. And then once you're, you've got that figured out, like how are you moving them into your inner circles? How are you asking for those yeses that will get them closer to a sale with every little yes, right? So it's, yes, I will follow you. Yes, I will get on your email list. Yes, you can email me about this. Yes, I'll go to your webinar. Yes, I'll buy from you kind of thing. Um, so those are, that's probably where a good place to start. If you really would like more, I have a whole library of free stuff <laughs> that you can go get. That's right. Least, You've made a lot yeah, of things. <laughs> I've made a lot of things. Those 50 things that I was talking about, they're all in there. <laughs> Um, it's at laceybogs.com slash library and you just give your email address. It's free. There's a bunch of templates and, and information and podcast, not podcasts really. I don't podcast, but like videos, all kinds of things in there, um, to get you going, get you started. Okay. Lacey, laceybogs.com slash library. Yeah. Okay. We will also Full of that, free goodies. <laughs> yeah. We'll put that in the show notes as well, of course. And what if they Thank just you. want to find you on, or your business on social media, follow, just kind of connect and just start kind of peeking in and scoping things out. Where can they find you? <laughs> yeah. So I'm mostly on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can just search for the content direction agency on Facebook. Um, and on Instagram, I'm at Lacey Lou 42. Um, again, you could probably search content direction agency. It'll come up. Um, and those are the places where I'm most active, um, uh, most okay. of the time. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Good. Hey, I think, I think you gave him some good stuff, Lacey. I hope so. You I hope really so. did. I, I really appreciate it. This is a great, honestly, that's why I had you on. This is a really great topic for these listeners and it's really, really helpful. So good. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossit.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production, funlovemedia.com. Bye.